gonna be gonna intro ourselves, right? Yeah. Let me. Yeah, we gotta do that. Sorry. Um, let's see. Welcome to Amarillo Real Talk. I'm Derek. I'm Shay, and I'm Sam. And we are excited to bring you our special guest for today, local mortgage expert uh, Callie Arredondo. Callie, welcome to the show. Thank you. We'd like to thank today's sponsor, Danny Shedder with Pillar to Post Home Inspections. They will bring you unmatched quality, precision, integrity, and professionalism. Not only do they offer a general inspection of the home from the floor to the ceiling, but they also offer sewer scopes, water quality testing, irrigation sprinkler inspections, septic, pool, and spa inspections. They serve the Texas Panhandle, and they serve their home buyers, home sellers, and realtors. Reach out to Danny Shedder at Pillar to Post Home Inspections at dannysheder.pillartopost.com. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Callie Arredondo, and I work with um, or for Texas Tech Credit Union. I'm a local mortgage loan officer here in Amarillo, Texas. And you're pretty awesome. Well, thank you. Let's thank see. You. What what are some... What is like, like what led you into mortgage? Like what was your previous career life? How did, how did you get into mortgage? Oh, I love that. So interesting fact about me, my master's is actually in sports and exercise sciences. And so my whole entire education is in fitness and I was in fitness. Me too. I love that. We're good. What's going on? That's why we get along. Yes. Yes. So due to COVID, I needed to figure, I was like, uh-oh, well, you know, everything's shutting down, mm-hmm. gyms are shutting down, what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, so I reached out to a friend of mine who um, is amazing, and she worked at a local bank, and so uh, she said she helped me get a job in mortgage, and I started at the bottom of the loan, and I worked my way to the, you know, the front side of it, so. That is awesome. Yes, yes. That's really cool. What um, what do you love most about being a mortgage lender? <laughs> My, I think my favorite part is ultimately helping those who don't realize um, that they can own a home or build wealth within buying a home. And so I think that's my favorite part because there's it's not as hard as people think. There are some rules and guidelines that we have to follow, certainly, but it isn't that hard. You can't just so, hand people cash under the table and you know, call it a day? That's, listen, that's not okay? I could, I, I know would. But no, no, um, definitely not. But it, it's been an amazing experience because... I've been able to help those who are like wanting to be investors get into the investing realm, right you on. know, and then because of our company specifically, they can cash flow a little bit more than they have been able to. Um, and then helping those who are seasoned. And then of course those first time home buyers who have no idea what to do, just pausing and going over everything and getting them into a home. So yeah. that's my favorite part. That's awesome. Well, speaking of first time home buyers, what, what would you say the biggest challenges or the biggest hurdle that you come in contact with on a regular basis with people that are wanting to get approved to buy a home? I think the number one thing that I see is first time home buyers struggle with two different things, having two full years of work history. So, you know, there's different ways, there's four different ways we can be creative in that. And the other one is funds to close. So we have down payment, down payment assistance and a lot of different things that we can help them do that. And then of course, seller concessions, if they're available, the thing is, is first time home buyers price points. There's sometimes that's not available 
just because they're such um, like those homes are going pretty quick. So yeah, that's right. a high demand. Yeah, for that, certainly. That price point. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but it's, you know, when I do have a first time home buyer, I pause and I go over everything. I'm like, these are the things we have to have. Is this something you have? And if not, then we go over all the different ways that we can, you know, make sure that that happens and mitigate that. And then, um, talk about how we can be creative in getting them funds to close. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, talking about the education part mm-hmm. and I think we've run into this too with talking about first time home buyers is like the, what we're really doing is educating them and like me, okay, I'll just say, all right, when I was in junior high and high school or whatever, like I wasn't the greatest learner. Like you could tell me about 10 times <laughs> and I'm not going to get it. You could probably tell me a hundred times and I'll get it mm-hmm. maybe once. <laughs> and so I thought we're in the same realm, right? We got, when we've yeah. talked to first time home buyers, you're probably going over the same process in the same kind of talks um, over and over again, because it just takes a little bit of time to just understand like, oh, this is a process mm-hmm. and like, there's many steps to it. Do you find that, do you, is that what you find too? Certainly, yeah. And there's a saying for it, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Like we've been having I the conversations all, all the time. And um, sometimes, you know, I'll have buyers who will text me like, hey, what about this? I'm like, hey, remember our conversation? Right. Like we cannot be doing that. Mm-hmm. Or if they do like a lease back and then they do all these repairs and now they don't have money for funds to close, like, I'm like, who advised you to do this? Like, okay, now, you know, it's just them being open to hearing suggestions and um, trying to just overcome every single hurdle that comes up because a lot does. Right. right. That's awesome, yeah. Kelly. Now, I've had personal experience with, with in transactions with you. You've been the lender on multiple occasions for our clients. Um and I will say you're not average. You're like way above average oh, for you. everything you do, the service you provide. Um, like guys listening, just to just understand, like Callie has literally chased down one of my clients at work, not knowing where he was at, didn't have a <laughs> cell phone, and she found him so that he could get Doc signed to stay on track for closing. That's what I'm talking that about. That is not a normal lender. Yeah. So like – Part of that in my head, just because I know you and I like I know you have to have a competitive nature if you were in the same realm of, of sports and exercise sciences, right? So mm-hmm. like did you pull some of that into mortgage? Like are you competitive in that nature mm-hmm. to where like it's gonna it's like no matter what, I'm gonna do everything I can. Yes, certainly. And I mainly because I want them to be able to get into the home. I mean, it means a lot to me. And specifically with that client you were talking about, he he was just, you know, I get to know their story enough to know like, okay, So like for him, he was just in a season of his life that he needed some help. And so if that's what we can do, that's what we're here for, right? And I feel like um, it doesn't matter what career you're in. It doesn't matter if I'm in sports and exercise sciences or, you know, running gyms, being a trainer, whatever it is, we're here to help. And so whatever that looks like, that's what we're going to do. So I love that. We do a lot of that. You completely (laughs) crushed that. You did amazing. I I remember whenever you called me and told me that, I was like, I told Tamara, I was my wife, I was like, Mm -hmm. honey, like, Callie's legit. We're staying with Callie. She's amazing. So we appreciate you, Callie. Yes, yes. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one of the questions that I get um, from some buyers is like, what's it matter if I choose ABC mortgage company that's, you know, national Mm -hmm. who's headquartered Mm -hmm. in, um, you know, I don't know. Dallas or or Indiana or whatever versus mm-hmm. a local mortgage. Mm-hmm. What is what do you say to that? Um, so great question. So there are different types of entities that can do a loan. So a mortgage company, a bank, 
and credit union. Those are the three most common. Um, and so I think that one being local matters, because if I need to, you know, hunt you down, I certainly can. <laughs> right? I was hoping you'd go with that. Good. Yes. Yes. Or, um, really it's being able to know the market and having like different people, key team players. Like if we have an appraisal and they haven't responded, being able to have like our appraisal desk reach out, like there's just so much to it that it's really important to have that connection here at a local level. I think the second more, most important thing other than having those key t- team players um, would be your fees and your interest rates. So one thing that we're like known for is we have super low fees and we have best rate guarantee or we're going to give you $1,000. And that means a lot. And I'm um, constantly throwing different CDs like, can you beat this? Last week, um, just alone, like we were about a point and a half off of like a national lender. So, I mean, it does matter. Mm-hmm. And then educating them the difference of the three, of course, as well. So, yeah. Well, what would you say talking about talking about being local? Um, I think that we probably run into situations all the time where there's there's a lot of people, especially in Amarillo, that say, like, I want to support local businesses. I want to um, support people that are, that are helping in our Amarillo economy. Um, but... I also think that, I mean, uh, us as us uh, real estate professionals here, Derek, Sam, and I, um, we work for a brokerage that is a national brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not necessarily, like, based out of Amarillo. But for me, I mean, when I think local, I think people that are actually here on the ground. Certainly. Um, so what, I mean, I, I love that Sam touched on that because I think that there's a big there's a big differentiator mm-hmm. between those things with being like a local business and saying, Hey, we are, um, mm-hmm. locally owned and operated. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's incredible. I love local businesses. I love <laughs> supporting local businesses, but I also think that in the realm of, um, business in general, if you can have somebody that's on the ground here, mm-hmm. I would consider that local. It is for sure. I mean, Texas Tech Credit Union's headquarters is out of Lubbock. And so when they were recruiting me, I was going from a local bank that was being bought out. Mm -hmm. And so I had that thought immediately, like, how is this going to go over? But really, when I compared all the different companies of, you know, like, how is this going to benefit the customer? Because if I can't sell them, like, hey, like, we do have the lowest fees, like, we do have really low interest rates. Um, This is going to help your affordability and me successfully being able to get you into a home, then um, that's why I chose Texas Tech Credit Union. But I did have that thought, but I'm still local. Everyone always asks, like, are you like from Lubbock? I'm like, no, guys, I'm I'm from here. How do you like, how do we not know each other? You know? Um, So, all that to say, it's a great point, but being here matters. Yeah. Certainly. Well, and, I, and let's be real too: as listing agents on a transaction, whenever you get a buyer with a pre-approval letter, and you see, you uh-huh. know, ten buck two online company. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Like nobody wants to accept that offer, or at least you have a ton of reservations, right? Yeah, absolutely. When you see Texas Tech Credit Union, you know, hey, that's here. You yeah. know, you immediately can identify mm-hmm. with. Oh, those are local people. Hundred percent. And I promise you, that matters. I mean. Yeah. Am I wrong? Nope. Nope. So, and that's a great question or a great point um, because so the difference is in like us specifically is on my team, I have a full-time underwriter on my team. So as soon as I get an application, she does a pre, she like does a pre-underwrite. I do a full financial analysis and then her and I collaborate on like, okay, this is exactly what they can qualify and what they can't qualify with. 
And I will say that to your point is I get this all the time. They're like, well, so-and-so says I'm good to go. And I'm like, hey, I'll call the agent and the borrower and say, hey, these are um, some pretty big things that are going to come up. So um, we need to go ahead and take care of this. I had a, a buyer recently who was like, hey, this other place said, like, I'm fine. So I'm just going to do that because it's less work, which I understand. But then the listing agent called and said, hey, you know, we're two weeks out and they're saying they can't do this. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. now do it? But it's it's catching it up front. And that's really important to like me just because I was a processor. I was on the backside of a loan and it's not fun when everything goes sideways. So that's a great point. I was going to talk on that because you brought up a point that was actually one of our questions was, you know, what is the difference between a pre-qualification mm-hmm. and a yes. pre-approval? Yep. Yes. Okay. So a pre-approval goes through a full credit and income check. Okay. So no properties associated with it. Sees an underwriter. It does. It goes through everything, but it's a full underwrite. Um, the other one, a pre-qualification for most companies, it would just be getting the application. Do they have their documents? They don't deep dive in anything. They run our desktop underwriter and then they send over the pre-approval or pre-qualification. For us, I send a pre-qualification letter, but we've already had a pre an underwriter go through it and make sure everything's okay because. I won't even send them like the numbers and the pre-qualification letter until I literally have everything. And a lot of that is because as soon as they get excited about a house, they're not focusing on what I need. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's <laughs> a know. good point. Yeah, they're just so excited. Yeah, And that's how it should be. So um, sometimes like it might take 24 hours because we'll go back and forth of like, hey, I still need this, this and that. What is this? You know, but then at least we know we're solid. We're good. I feel comfortable and confident once I get that contract. I'm not like panicking like, oh, no, did we miss something? You know, because that that I have to sleep well at night as well. And so um, all of that, I'm super grateful to have the underwriter on my team, too. It's been a game changer. So if you're out there listening and I don't care where you're at, you know, just think, think of some of the things that were just brought up that I'm, that I'm listening to. Number one, um, think local. Think local but and also shop around. You know, mortgage companies know they recognize that you're going to shop around for rates. You should absolutely be doing that. Not not just looking to the rates, but also, uh, as you were saying, look at the fees. What kind of fees are we looking at? And I guarantee, you know, you're going to see some big differences between these big name lenders and someone that's going to be local. You, you, if you just need to do your homework, and I'm, you're going to save money if by shopping around, and probably you're going to save by money money by going with the local person. Along with what you guys were saying, you're going to have a a much easier time, or I should say, less problematic time with a, getting an offer accepted. I know that we've had listings and buyers that have that that was kind of the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yep. you the who's the lender? How many times have you been asked that? A lot, uh, yep. a lot. Who's the lender? Yep. Exactly. And I, and I think it's huge too. So like you know, just experience with Texas Tech and, and Cali is, you know, you already can see her heart. You already know, like, she's in this for service. She wants to take good care of folks. And you're just not going to get that with with some of the, the other brands who just aren't here local. Mm-hmm. And and I think that absolutely matters because whether it's a real estate agent or it's a mortgage professional or, or anybody else, if you don't trust them, that's a red flag. You shouldn't work with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And whenever you have that paired with Texas Tech has a great technology, they have a downloadable app that makes mm-hmm. everything easy for the client, mm-hmm. easy for the agent. Yeah. Um, and then I think you guys have some other cool products mm-hmm. too. What are some of the, the other products you guys have right well, now? We have some amazing technology behind the scenes that just helps us. And right, well, uh, and also rolling out soon, we're going to be able to send a lot. A lot of our closing docs will be like 
piece signature and then very little at the closing table to help out there as well. But we have an amazing app. Um, we have different technology where we can send quotes for our borrowers, um, which is a ton of stuff. Mainly the app is what's been so a game changer for us because you and like you guys as agents can see exactly where we're at once you send a prospect through that. And then once they apply, it moves to the loan and then you get notified like they did upload docs or they didn't. Mm-hmm. That's important because it builds trust between us. And um, I think that trust with a mortgage loan officer and an agent is everything because like you knowing that I'm going to make sure that everything I'll do, I'll exhaust every option that we possibly can to make things work when things come up. But also, you knowing for certain, like this borrower did upload this document in and all of that kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Cause then, and then you get to know, like, okay, do these prospects, are they really serious or not? Because if they are uploading stuff and they applied and they moved to your loan queue, then you're like, okay, this, this is worth my time too. Because I mean, we all have been through several conversations where we think someone's going to buy and then certainly they don't. Yeah. But we're, right. we're, it's just seeds, right? Yeah. So right. then sometimes they'll just go back in and just upload documents and then it's a good reminder because it sends you an email. Like, hey, so-and-so is doing this and it reminds you like, oh, I should probably check in. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's really cool. cool. Yeah. Good. Re- that's a good reminder. I mean, it's a good way to stay um, for you to stay top of mind for your people if they are taking the process seriously, like you, Certainly. like you said, um, and actually are wanting to make that happen as quickly as possible. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you, as a credit union, are there, um, lending options that you can do, uh, that a traditional lender cannot provide? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have different portfolio products as well, like in-house deals. We, um, do a lot on the secondary market, so, but we have really cool investors that have different programs like bank statement loans, like different, you know, scenarios there. But yes, yes. And then I will say that one thing about the credit union is because we do have low fees and low um, interest rates, we ultimately can do more. Like their affordability is more, right? Because they're, you know, if you have a percent difference in an interest rate, I mean, that's $200, $300 difference mm-hmm. a month. Right. That cuts into their DTI. Some people will be like, oh, like yeah, you don't qualify. It's really because you don't qualify with their rate or their fees, but they're not going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Man, that makes sense. think about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you say, we touched a little bit on um, the services that you provide, but what would you say that you do personally that sets you apart from other, other lenders? I would say for me is really getting to know their story. And every single time I talk to someone, I have a spreadsheet and I put in all the notes, all their concerns. Um, because that's one thing that, I mean, this is a huge purchase. Like yeah. they're, they're not just, not all borrowers are coming in confident, ready to go, you know? So it's a lot of like, okay, so what is your pain point? How can we overcome that? Cause there's so many tools out there. The three P's are pricing products and programs. And we have some amazing like things there to help them out. And so just getting to know them, their story, what they want to accomplish. I always ask them, what's your goal? What's your monthly payment goal? What's your funds to close goal? Cause sometimes you have people that are both right. Like in, that's a lot of, we spend a lot of time with them. Um, but then we have some that are just like, I just want my monthly payments to be as low as possible. And then if they have a ton of cash, then, well, not literal cash, because we don't do cash in mortgage, but <laughs> funds, to, like if they have a lot of money in the bank from their job, you know, a verifiable source, um, then we can use that to really be creative. And so I spend a lot of time 
um, making sure that, you know, if it's their monthly payment, there's so many ways to be creative. Like, are we looking at single premiums? Are we making sure that they're, they've got great insurance, but it's not costing them $700 a month mm-hmm. or wh- whatever it is? And um, we do a really good job of making sure that we're just aligned with their goals. So. Yeah, man, that makes that makes a big difference. And I think um, that just goes back. I love that you touched on that, the relationship aspect mm-hmm. of that and really diving in to find out um, their their why yeah. and what their ultimate goals are. I think that that makes a huge difference as us, especially mm-hmm. in in our business in real estate um, as a whole. That is super important. And I think um, that dealing with a real estate professional and dealing with a lender that really cares about the person for a person and really mm-hmm. knowing and understanding their why, uh, rather than just saying, Hey, this is another transaction. Mm-hmm. I think that that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the, that, and, uh, chasing them down and tackling them, I guess. Man. The Come on. Callie will do it. Yes, yes. Let's go. Sure. We, no, we just said it. that out loud. Kelly, yeah. she'll take care. Yeah. <laughs> well, and get your doc's daughter, Callie's tackle. Yes, okay. yes. And it's so funny because I always have that conversation. I, like, hey, um, so we will have to push closing if you don't give X, Y, and Z. And then they're like, okay, I'm hurrying. Like, you know, because it's not urgent to them until it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, moving closing is. Um, never ideal for me, and I very rarely do it. I think um, you and I had to move a closing once, but we had to restructure that loan completely for. Um, Which was insane re- in of itself that it happened the way it did, even as quick as it did after having to restructure everything. Yeah. Like we pushed it one day, but we got it. We got everything done, and he's awesome. Talked to him since. He's so grateful and excited. So I, yeah, um, it was it was a cool deal. Sometimes it's hard to get people to qualify on a thirty year note, and sometimes you have to wiggle them into a twenty five or twenty. Sometimes that's what it takes to get a, an approval, which you would think it would be the opposite, right? But anyways, right, lots of stuff behind the scenes that happen, right? Yeah. Well, and I love that too because the collaboration between agent and lender is important too. Because if you know their why, mm-hmm. you know their goals. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. There's some there's some people who don't tell you everything they tell me, and uh-huh. there's some people that don't tell me everything they uh-huh. tell you. Certainly. And so, <laughs> and so at the end of the day, like it's good for us to have that collaboration mm-hmm. because there might be something you know that mm-hmm. I don't, or mm-hmm. vice versa, that we can help each other get the client to their goal. Yeah. Just by you texting me and saying, "Hey, Derek, did you know about this?" or "Hey, what about this?" or mm-hmm. vice versa, and and that happens quite regularly. Mm-hmm. You know. So I love the collaboration there. Certainly. And I'm so I'm super grateful for that too like when I could just let you know like hey um so this came up can you give me one day and then let me figure it out um so I'm always grateful for for that on my side too because um just having that trust and you were just like yeah do your thing and then we made it to the closing table that's right that's right that's exciting I love Love it man well could we talk a little bit about the process what that looks like to Mm -hmm. get pre-approved from when somebody reaches out or when an agent sends you one of their clients and says, hey, we need to try to get them approved. Mm-hmm. What does that process look like from start to finish? Just walk us through Love that. It. Okay. So it depends on the agent of how I, like some agents will text me their name and number, which I love because then I, I'm kind of control of that where I can call them and say, hey, you know, sometimes they send the app and then they just send me their name and number and I can call them and start having that conversation. So as soon as I can get them to apply, I express the importance of um, submitting documentation because without that, I cannot guarantee that you're going to get this loan, like, unless I see it. So it goes something like this, like, Shay, you come up and you say, hey, Callie, this is my story. And I'm like, wonderful. Love that. I buy into it. 
but now you have to prove it to the underwriter. Okay, and so then that that proof is literally in documentation. And so as soon as I get the application, the documentation, um, and my, the underwriter on my team, she will pre-underwrite. I'll go into a full financial analysis, and I'll send over all closing costs. And then what, before I send it, I call them and do a whole loan consult. Like, hey, here are all the things you're pre-approved for. What route do you want to go? So That's really cool. And then it it goes back to their goals. You know, at that point we go, okay, well, you want down payment assistance, but the interest rate's a little bit higher. What would it look like if we saved up for a couple of weeks and we had that money and for the next three to, because you you can't refinance for three years when you have down payment assistance. So, you know, just going over the goals, how long are you going to live in the house? Like, what does this look like for you? How can we best serve you? So. And then after that, I send them their closing cost estimate with their pre-qualification letter, and then they're ready to go home shopping. We can close the loan in 21 days. So as soon as I get a contract, we can have it done in 21 days. So not a big deal there. That's awesome. Right. Cool. Yeah. And, and typically, so the other thing just that's important for um, for borrowers to know and, and buyers out there to know is at what point do you typically go ahead and say, let's order the appraisal? Mm-hmm. So I always wait on the agent. So there will be times where... I know the agent enough that like as soon as we're out of option period, if I haven't heard from them, I'll know we're good to go. Because usually if there's an issue, they're like, hey, issue, like, please hold. Yeah. Um, but some agents, you know, I've worked with them enough to know like as soon as we're outside of option period, we're okay. Because if not, they'll let me know like, hey, we, we're extending option period. This is why. Um, but usually I give them a call or text before I order it. Um, you know, it, and it depends. Some agents are like, as soon as you get the contract, order it. Like, they let me know. They'll really direct that. And the reason why that's important is because what if in the option period, they don't want to go through with it, and then they've got to cost, right? Well, they pay for it. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So, and we don't want to do that to them unless, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, certainly. And that's why I think getting everything up front matters because you don't want them to get under contract and then outside of option and they don't qualify. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah, so especially because they pay for inspections and that whole appraisal and then sometimes mm-hmm. a survey and all of that. So, yeah, I yeah. love that. How, how long does it take right now? Um, in our times right now, I know that a couple of years ago is psycho trying to get an appraisal, but timeline, what does that look like from when you order it to get it? Like 48 to 72 hours. Not yeah. bad. I mean, they're That's so good. quick and our town has amazing appraisers that just, they work hard, they get it done. And yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome. That I is love that. good. Yep. Makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. Two, three days. So, what are some of Callie's goals? Oh, Callie's goals. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear <laughs> some of Callie's she goals. Just got pumped just, up. Yeah, I love goals. Um, <clears throat> so, my work goals. I have a lot. Like, I just went to the Mortgage Bankers Association, and there's there was so many. I was definitely the youngest person there, um, and they let me know that a lot of the times. Like, oh Which, my gosh. by the way, can we just stop and say congratulations? You're doing oh, a great job. Thank, oh, if you're you. the youngest in a room like that, you're doing something right. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Well, I was just honestly happy to be there, and it's funny because um, our director, he's we're the exact same age, but I guess they just didn't put that together. That we're the time. <laughs> um, but um, all that to say. Um, there are different designations that you can get as a mortgage banker. I've already got Zenex, which is really awesome. And it's, it's so difficult. And um, when I was going through it, I was going through it with like lenders who have been lending for 30 years and they were like, I literally can't, you know, and it's so hard. So I'm happy that is done, but I want to get, um, some of the other designations that they have. There's this program, future leaders. I would love to do that. CMB, CM, 
um, B, which is certified mortgage banker. I would just love to go through all of those. Now, there's times like you have to do this for like 10 years and then you can try to get it. So what are some of the other goals and, and things you want to have? Well, I so. So this is my favorite thing about mortgage is the amount of equity that someone gets when they buy a home. On average, um, in America, when you buy a home, you get $80,000 worth of equity with the life of the loan. And that is so cool because once someone realizes the wealth that you can build in real estate, because a lot of people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And that's like my goal. It's like, by the way, like, like this is huge. This is what you're doing. But on average, it's about 80000 I want in, to give back, right, to the community, like at large, about one, I think I calculated $1 billion worth of equity back into the um, economy. And Love for it. the, like, for 30 years, that would be closing 33 loans a month. So all that to say, my goal, yes, I know, I know. I would love to. (laughs) If you don't dream so big, it doesn't scare you or keep you up at night. You ain't dreaming big enough. That's right. And it it means a lot to me just because like, so say any of your kiddos, I don't know if you have kiddos, but if you do, um, when they go to college, Mm -hmm. you could do a cash out refinance and pay for their college. So they don't have student debt. They can pay you back whenever, whatever that looks like for you. There's just so many different ways that you can build wealth in your home. I love that. So that, that's a b- pretty big goal for me is I really want to make sure that we um, set our community up for success and make sure that everyone understands the benefits of being a homeowner. Yeah. So. Yeah. You touched on pouring back into your community, yes. into the Amarillo community. I know that you are super ultra involved in lots of different things in the community. Mm-hmm. What, what all are you involved in? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that's a big passion of yours too, but, but, touch on that a little bit so nonprofits um are like my like it's my everything I love our community so much so um, I tell people like during the day I'm slinging loans at night I'm probably at like some kind of nonprofit meeting um so I'm in Amarillo Angels I'm on the board there and that's um we we surround foster families and really build a community for them and it's just an amazing what we do there is awesome um, I'm in Junior League of Amarillo. I love the Junior League. This is going to be my seventh year, going on my eighth, I think, year in Junior League. And I'm super excited about that. I love being able to serve. What's cool about the Junior League is it's not just, like, focus on one thing. We really get to choose every single year, like, here are all the ways that we want to pour back into the community. And so then we pick those and do that. So every year it's different. So we serve a whole, like, a vast majority of Amarillo by doing that. And I got to serve on Christmas Roundup, which is the Amarillo Museum of Arts last year. And I'm missing one, Warbush <laughs> Institute. Um, and they're pretty amazing. I got to serve on the Power of the Purse Committee, which was really awesome. This next year, my best friend and I, we do a lot of this together. We're going to do lips. And then we're also adding um, one other, oh my goodness, and it's in December and I'm forgetting. But all that to say, I love nonprofits. Awesome. It makes me so happy. And yeah. you got to understand, like, being able to serve um, in that realm and actually see in real time how you're making an impact, that's everything, you know? So it's huge. In Potter County, I think the statistic is one out of four people are working all day or all morning to afford lunch, all afternoon to afford dinner. Mm-hmm. So we should be stepping in to help for sure. Yeah. Callie, just dropping <laughs> nuggets right <laughs> now, guys. I, I love, love that. that. Well, with how busy you are, it... Um, Man, I, I think that 
obviously you know what your priorities are. You know what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to your family, tell us a little bit about your family and yeah, what. Cool. I mean, just you guys. Yeah. So fun fact, I have two young children, um, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, Ellie and Luke. They're amazing. Ellie just graduated pre-K on Friday. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Yep, <laughs> Moving we're on. Going, we're going to kindergarten. That's <laughs> exciting. Um, Luke is, he's just all boy. Like we're just, we're into dinosaurs and making a mess and all the fun things, That's which right. I love That's that. Right. So my husband, he's um, a firefighter at Amarillo Fire Department. He is actually a lieutenant and has been on, this is his 11th year. So Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And they are pretty amazing because... They know, James knows my passion for the community and he understands like how much I, I love to work and how much I love the community. And so really, and Ellie admires that. She's always like, mommy, I really want to be a banker so I can help the community. You know, like she's, she's amazing. And if you ask her like, what does your mommy do? And she was like, she makes dreams come true. I don't know where she came up with that. (laughs) I didn't teach her that. You better stick with it. You better stick with it. Yeah. So we're just, we're rolling with that for sure. But that's her passion too. She wants to be able to step in and give back and like teaching them at a young age because that's important. And we're not all like we're like if we are here and we have blessings, then we should be a blessing. And so certainly I want her to instill that and know that and do that. We're just not there yet with Luke. I mean, he's so cute. We call him Luke Luke. You know, <laughs> we say his name twice, but um, he's just not there yet. Sure. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, the family does a really good job. We, we have a big calendar and I'm like, this is everything mommy has to do. And then when we're, when I'm at home, I prioritize like putting my phone down, being very engaged. And so. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to, I want to just say like, can it. we commend you for a second? Like, especially as parents, like great job, because yeah. if your kids are already looking up to you and that fact, that means, that means you. you're doing a great job. So a lot of times as parents, we may not be able to hear that enough. And I know it means the world. So just want to say great job. Well, you're you. doing awesome. Keep it up. Thank you. And then along with that is uh, you touched on the schedule. So like, and you being in tons of nonprofits, giving uh-huh. back to the community, mm-hmm. doing loans. Um, husband probably works a different schedule. Yep. Um, kiddos involved. How do you manage all of that? Mm-hmm. You mentioned you have a schedule of like your events and stuff, mm-hmm. but how do you manage that as a family? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. So I do a lot of time blocking. So I make sure that, cause you know, my job, because I'm in mortgage, it's not eight to five, it's literally start to finish. And so if someone calls me at, on nights and weekends, I'm going to pick up the phone and just like, make sure everything's okay. Give them whatever advice that they need. Cause usually they're panicking like, Oh no, should I buy this couch? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do not buy that car. Go back home. We're not buying anything. I'm sorry. (laughs) And so then, you know, you got to make sure like, but I mean, if I'm putting my kids to sleep and reading them a book or I'm at a dance recital, probably not going to answer, you know, but I will get back. I have a 24 hour rule that I always call everyone back in, in the way that I got them. So in terms of like just time management, I have a huge spreadsheet. Like anytime someone texts me a lead, I put them in there and then I track them until I can get the application, you know, and then Mm -hmm. we have high touch points and our team is so systematic that as soon as we get in, you know, we move the loan to processing, the processor like touches it and all this stuff. So that way, like I can, I can touch in here and there, but it's really cool because I do like everything up front. And then I have this huge team behind the scenes that helps get them to the closing table. And so that kind of alleviates some pain. Now there are times that I have to step in and we have to re, you know, negotiate a loan or do something crazy. But because of that, it allows me to have the freedom to, you know, maximize my time 
and usually I get to the office at 7.45. I usually don't take a lunch unless I'm going to lunch with like a realtor. And then I get off at five. And if James is home, then I prioritize family time unless I get, you know, a call and then I'll, you know, take care of that. But um, because of his schedule, if he's at the fire station, I usually plan on those nights, putting the kids to bed and then working a little extra, catching up. But Mm -hmm a lot of time management so i love that you said it's start to finish mm-hmm. yeah that's so true yeah. everything that we do in our world is start mm-hmm. to finish mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Every time management is important it's huge. It's huge important you know we mm-hmm. run into that i mean we we're kind of the same way you know we mm-hmm. work we're working all the time but that time management of knowing because it's easy to get overwhelmed um if you just got if you're just going and going and going and, and placing the quote unquote, you know, the client first, which they are, they're a priority. But as you said, you, you know, the priorities can mm-hmm. have to adjust for, depending on where you're at at the time, you know, yeah. home is home, yeah. you know, family is family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, that work can, they'll understand if you say, Hey, we can, I, I need to get back to you. I've got something else going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so time management is so important. Otherwise you get overwhelmed. Someone wise once told me, if you're getting that overwhelming feeling, then you're missing a system or a person. Yep. And so if it's if you're feeling like super overwhelmed, because so many times in my career, I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. And someone told me, like, you're missing a person. So, like, you either need another assistant or you need a system. You're missing something here. Yep. And so I added a spreadsheet to my life, and it really changed everything. <laughs> that's a great that's a great point. Man, she is, though. Like I'm the, telling you, man. <laughs> Yoda right here. I'm listening to this. Oh, man. Did you say mortgage Yoda? You mortgage Yoda. <laughs> it's it's the many years in yoga, I guess, that oh, um, that's all right of those um, things. So, but yeah, yeah, I love it. Mortgage is amazing. It's messy. Mortgage is messy. But the most important part is like trusting your lender and trusting your team, like, like, the, you know, the realtor team, like you, you have to have trust there that things are that we're all working hard so that way you don't get frustrated or you don't mm-hmm. get overwhelmed and having clear communication. Some like mm-hmm. some agents are like, Hey Callie, I don't want to know anything. Well, just get me to the closing table. I'm like, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. We'll do this, you know? And some are like, um, I need to know every time you get in the loan. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I do that too. So I just meet them where they're at and same with the, the clients. And then we just overcome obstacles and sometimes there's none and we just get them to the closing table. So Love yeah. that. Well, that just yeah. goes back to the relationship aspect. You yep. know you have good enough relationships with the realtors that you work mm-hmm. with on a regular basis mm-hmm. that you know their style and how they like to work. Mm-hmm. So then you can say, hey, this is what we need to get done. Yes. Um, it's got to be like, I mean, for this person, it's going to be it's going to be quick. And I, they're probably not going to want to talk to mm-hmm. me or really um, know where we're at in the process of the loan probably at all. But then Mm -hmm. you have some people, like you said, that like to be like in the know. I'm that type of person that likes to know where we're at in the process, how I can help and how we can move the the Mm -hmm. process along. Um, just so I, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of in it. That's, Mm -hmm. that's me personally. I love it. I'm I'm like, man, I'm like, Callie, listen, I don't want to hear from you unless you need, unless I need to hear from you. That's how I am. Because one, I trust you, but number two, it's like, I, I, there's about a, just like you, there's 50,000 things happening <laughs> yeah. in a day. Mm-hmm. The yeah. one less thing I have to, like, put my attention to. I look at you as, like, I know you and I, the way we do business together mm-hmm. is we're extensions of each other. Yeah. Like, if you need Certainly. something, you'll tell me. If I need something, I'll tell you. But yeah. outside of that. I love it. I'm like, if I don't hear from Callie, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I love it. Um, which, I, that, it, it's really cool to have both styles, you know, um, because then, I don't know, we're able to just do 
a lot. And the cool thing about the app is it tells you where are we at. It just moved to underwriting, just moved out of underwriting. What conditions do we have? Mm-hmm. So all those kind of good things. So That's awesome. Yes, I love it. Well, yeah. hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we have like almost like a scenario round? Okay. And then after we finish the scenario round, let's go over uh, three things to do, Callie's tips, and then three things as a borrower not to do. I love okay. it. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. First scenario, I've got a buyer who, first time home buyer, mm-hmm. they've been in their job two weeks and they want to get a home. What do you tell them? Um, did you go to school? Yes, I went to school. Okay. Can you send me your two years of transcripts? You betcha. And did you work previous to that? No. What were you doing? Um, I actually just had student loans and was living off that. Okay. But previous to school, did you have a job? Um, I helped out in a summer job. Um, over the summers, that was it. Perfect. That sounds good. Will you send me that W two as well? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Man, easy look at enough. that. Guy. Knock that out. See there. So for a first time, you touched on first time investors <coughs> getting people into mm-hmm. that side of the business. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, what do you? What do you do? How do you get started? If somebody comes to you and says, "Kelly, what do I need to mm-hmm. do to get my first property under my belt?" Let, let's yeah. go. Okay, so we have different ways. Um, My first question would be, do you have an LLC or is this personal? And if it's personal, then we can work in the realm of like mortgage, uh, residential side. If it's an LLC, I actually have a product where we can close a loan in the LLC as well. Okay. It's amazing. The only thing there is the interest rate is a little bit higher. So sometimes investors will want to see both sides of it and say, okay, so maybe I should go personal and then deed this over to my LLC later kind of a thing. So there's a lot of different things to um, be successful as an investor with products, but just knowing is it personal or is it business and then figuring out does this cash flow. And so making sure that we have those numbers to be able to send them to do that. Now, if they're wanting to flip, then I would refer them to one of my commercial partners um, that can help them out with that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I, th- I think that just real quick, um, I love that you are not afraid to say, Hey, this is this is the route that I would recommend rather than using me because yeah. this is going to be a better route for you in this oh, situation. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Well, cause it's not really about me and it That's never right. will be. I love it. So, and, <laughs> Shows and, that you care about your people. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that goes, it comes full circle. That's right. So. Okay. I love it. Well, I have to get my, uh, I'm just trying to think of one that I had in the past. Okay. So, um, I have a first time home buyer. He, um, he works out at, uh, the meat plant, uh, mm-hmm. East of town, and he has been there for six months. Before mm-hmm. that, he worked at an, another meat processing plant, a different company, um, for about about six months. And then before that, he was um, serving time, you know, to the, to the state, and uh, was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Is there any help for that? <laughs> Great question. That was a curveball. There's got to okay. be an answer. So, so there's always an answer, certainly. Um, I think that that would be a case by case scenario where okay. we would have to get, you know, VOEs on those and why is he changing the jobs every six months? And mm-hmm. then. Um, I think that I would present that to our mortgage underwriter, like the director just that, over that, that case. That okay. case, I would do it a case by case scenario. What about uh, just just the changing the jobs? jobs? So much, mm-hmm. but they're staying in the same 
industry. Kind of yeah. industry, industry. Does that make a difference? Yeah, so it makes a huge difference. If you, you want them to stay in the same industry if they're switching jobs, you know, some loan products won't take that many job changes in a two-year period. Some will. So it's just evaluating it by that. Um, now, hey, if they are changing entry-level job industries from here to there, I mean, there's we can figure something out with that as well. Um, if they're like a secretary in in the meat, you know, processing plant or a secretary then at like a dental office, you know, the skills translate. I think that the issue is making sure that did they go to school for it? Like sometimes um, like an RN will have worked like not nursing related and then they'll become an RN. So I use their school transcripts to prove that they had gone through some training. Okay. And then there have been times where someone has went from like, operating a business to then just completely tech. Okay, then how did you get there? What are, what what certificate, what did you do to be able to get to that job? Right. Because yes. if not, there's a contingency in their offer letter. And if the offer letter has a contingency based upon your skills, then you can't really do anything. But all that to say, if, as long as they have, like, you know, sometimes you'll get an offer letter and it will say, you have to do these things to be able to keep your job. Well, you've got to make sure that they've done those. And we, we know that. So if they if you'll just ask them, hey, like, do you have a certificate for this? Or did you go to some kind of schooling or, you know, trade whatever it is, then we can overcome that hurdle. Awesome. And, you know, so just in speaking to some of those buyers, they are in a feeling a position like it's it's because of things that in the past, it's never going to happen, you know. And um, sometimes the answer is no, like not right now. Mm-hmm. But the answer is not right now. But. And I, I like that to to come from mm-hmm. a, a lender to say, mm-hmm. you know, not right now, but do this and this and this. And mm-hmm. here's the steps to get there. Yeah, do we, you do that? I do. We always game plan like, hey, like your credit is here. We need it here. I have a system behind the scenes that can run a scenario and it'll tell us like if they pay off these things, it'll boost it up, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, and some people will do it immediately. Some people will take three to six months to do that. Yeah. And then we just game plan them. Um, and it's sometimes if it's a career thing, I'm like, hey, on this date, call me. So that way we can get you prepared to close on this date. Awesome. You know? I like self-employed that. Self-employed people. Let's yep. say somebody comes to you, they're self-employed. What do they need to do to get a loan? Yeah, so I need their personal tax returns and business tax returns. And something that they don't um, always realize is, yes, they might bring thirty dollars to $40,000 monthly in, but if it's not shown on their tax return, it doesn't matter. Because a lot of people write off so much. Um, so they need to start preparing their minds of, like, we need to show X amount to be able to get this amount of a home. So is it important that us as agents and also mortgage professionals, if we have somebody that's interested uh, in buying a home, let's say three, six months a year down the road, mm-hmm. and they tell us, hey, yeah, we know they're a small business owner. Mm-hmm. Well, you might want to go ahead and reach out to your local mortgage professional, yes. because yeah. if you game plan now, you might not make tax mistakes at the end of the year that Certainly. could hurt you to get a home. Certainly. Yeah. Awesome. I always recommend that for sure. So, and, and again, it's, it's, we know that they're making money. They wouldn't still be in business, but <laughs> right. it's just making sure, and they have to have two full years of okay history there so awesome same with commission based only two full years of that to awesome. the date to the date people gotcha. date. uh how about land home packages mm-hmm. i'm giving the hard ones aren't i nope. no that's yeah. good these are so all the things we, we run into we don't do land loans at texas tech credit union okay. okay i know but i did it um my previous bank and i loved it okay. do you by chance have any products or 
specialty things for first responders? I do. Oh, I'm so happy oh, to ask. Yeah. yeah, first responder wife here. And so we have a Thank hero. you to all first responders. Yes, yeah. we love them. We have a hero program where we give them $1,000 to go towards um, closing costs, which is teachers, uh, law enforcement, EMS, firefighters, and nurses. That's right amazing. On. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So, uh, okay. It's a small way to give back, we know. But $1,000 can go a long way. Sometimes yeah, it breaks, makes or breaks a deal. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes a big difference. What do you say we do, uh, Callie's tips, three things that you run into a lot or you think, hey, here's three tips the general population of borrowers Mm -hmm. needs to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Up to you. Yes. So um, my number one tip for buying a home is just making sure that your credit, so definitely a credit check because we can be creative with a lot of things, but we can't be creative with your credit score. Okay. And then we have to pause game plan and usually pay some stuff off. So if you will get like Experian or something like that, so it'll show you what's going on and anything that is derogatory, try to make it like better, like start really working on that before you apply. Awesome. Because as soon as we do a hard pull, you know, like you're going to feel that if it's not kind of mm-hmm. built up, we can go as low as 580. But if you get 620 or above, you qualify for so much more down payment assistance, like all kinds of better products. Yeah. Um, you have good. more freedom, 620 or above. Yeah. That's awesome. good. 620 credit yes. score. There you go. Yeah. Good. Go down yeah. to 580. 620. Can't go, can't go down to Whole 580. world opens up, man. Yeah. 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 So number two is make sure that you have like some kind of game plan for funds to close. Like some... Sometimes people will come to me and they're like, I have um, $10,000 in my account. Like, how much will that get me? And then we strategize based upon that, that kind of a thing. Some people will say, Kelly, I have $100. What do I do? And so then we strategize with that. And But just having some kind of game plan, because if you're at the 580 to 620, you usually have to have reserves. Reserves mean you don't have to pay that money. So it's like cash to close with reserves in your bank account, but we don't withdraw the reserves. So just making sure that they know all of that. And, and of course, I go over that with them. But have some kind of game plan there. And if you don't, call me, which leads me to my third tip is just apply so we can game plan. <laughs> just apply. <laughs> just, just apply so we know where you land. Um, and then as long as you've been working on your credit, I think that, like, we should be able to come up with a good game plan, you know. Awesome. So. And then um, do you have 0% down programs? We don't, but we do have down payment assistance that could step in, then it would be zero. Awesome. And then um, final three thoughts here. What are three Callie's no-goes? Okay. Don't do these things. When you are under contract, do not get married. <laughs> That's happened to me. Oh, man. Um, number two is... Don't make any big purchases because, like, funds to close, literally, they're not going to approve your loan without it. And that's, like, my big sticking point right now, as you can tell, because I've talked about it a lot. But <laughs> please, just keep your cash in your account. And then third, I would say make sure that if you're shopping mortgage companies that you stay within the realm that it doesn't impact your credit because then it could completely change your qualifications. Awesome. Awesome. Those are three great tips. Man, awesome. 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 Guys, I'm so happy stuff. to be here. We're so I love glad what you, you guys are doing. Thank you, Kai. We're, we, well, we love what you're doing. We're, we're thankful that you were a guest today. Um, we'll put Callie's links uh, in the description to this podcast. Where can the people find you at, Callie? Oh, they can find me <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, not Twitter. I should maybe do that, but um, Mortgage with Callie. 
And then awesome. call me, text me, whatever. Local to Amarillo. Um, it's been real, Cali. Appreciate it's been it. real. It's, it's been, been real. real.